Good evening. Hope all of you are well. Uh, we are learning Masechet Yevamos Mem Gimel, and we're starting on the top line. We're in the midst of a sugya now that speaks about Stam Ve'achar Kach Machlokas. Stam Ve'achar Kach Machlokas, typically speaking, the halacha is that we follow the that we follow the Stam. That's what we learned on the bottom of the previous page. And if you look just a couple of lines up, it says Stam Ve'achar Kach Machlokas Mai. Uh, sorry, we pass him like the machlokas case. It's an So let's see what's going on over here and today, because the Gemara is going to pose a question. On the top of Mem Gimel, the Gemara says, Amar We have a Mishnah. This Mishnah is in Maseches Kalim, and it says as follows: Misarik shall pishtan. This is a type of comb that was used to comb flax. Shenit and the teeth of the comb were removed. All of the teeth were removed except for two. So the din is tmeos. It still has the status of a kli and is therefore tame. Beachas. Tehora. Had there only been one, then it would have been Tehora. It would have been a useless uh, cleat, and therefore it would have been Tehora. Each one, as each of the teeth of the comb were removed, each one on its own may have had a use, and uh, those would be considered tummy. Now, Sheltzemer, if you had a comb that was used for, uh, for wool, different than the comb that's used for flax, so then the halachos have a slight variation. Uh, if one of every other one was removed, so alternating, you, t- you removed one, three, five, seven, nine, eleven. That was the numbers. Uh, you, those are the ones you removed. Tahor, that's considered useless as it relates to to wool. You need a very fine tooth comb. If you had three teeth of the of the wool comb left in one spot, that's functional, and therefore uh, it would still be considered a clean its tummy. And if one of the ones was an outer one, so then for whatever reason we're not going to go into the halachos of kalim now but the mishnah says that, that uh, if one of the three was an outer one and only two of the teeth were inside that outer one so then the halacha is that it's not a valid clean it's considered to be tower continuing this mishnah is kalim the mishnah says let's say that you take two of these teeth and you make them into a malakit uh, aka tweezers you you make these uh almost like uh almost like you're eating with chopsticks, you know, you're, you're using them in a way where you're pulling, able to pluck hairs out, that's uh, tweezers. So then that's also functional. Tomatoes, I guess, similarly, if you'd make scissors out of them, whatever the clea is, if you make it into a clea, it's going to be tummy. We're not yet done, we're almost there. Achas, uh, if there's one, and and you use it either to clean out a candle or you use it to help stretch a garment out, or when you're weaving, you might want to create a little bit of tension, so you'll stretch the garment and poke a little one of the teeth in from the comb that you're using. So then the Gemara says, in that case, Tameya. And then what do we have? That's a Stam. And then Vikaimala Dain Halacha Kosa Mishnah. And that is, uh, we don't hold like that Stam Mishnah. So that's a problem for our previous Gemara. So the Gemara says, no, this Brisa doesn't pose any problems for us at all. Because Amar Leh, he'll say back to you, that's not correct. Bar Mina Dehahi. This one Brisa happens to be a reject. Why is this price rejected? Because there are Yochan and Rishlakish Tamri Tarvav Zoe in the Mishnah. This is an invalid Mishnah. Its, its authorship is questionable. We do not accept it. Why don't we accept it, my Taima? Because the reason why this Brisa raises a yellow flag for us is as follows. There is an inherent contradiction between the beginning of this b'risa from Kalim, the Mishnah and Kalim, and from the end of the Mishnah and Kalim. We're about 15 lines down Mem Gim Lamed Aleph. What's the problem between the Rish and the Seif and the Mishnah and Kalim? The Gemara says, Diktani, it says in one part of the b'risa, Shalt Tzemer, when we're talking about the comb that's used for wool, we said, that if we take alternating uh, teeth 
reach out, then the, the comb is no longer valid. Ha, what does that imply? That implies that implies that if you have two in one place, that it's going to be tame. But then the other tiny tame. And that's just the uh, opposite. Gimel, gimel in Steimlo. So there would be a contradiction on inferences about what the halacha would be with two. The first part of the Mishnah would uh, would seem to say that two would be tame, and the second part says two would not be tame. Says the Gemara, that doesn't mean that the Mishnah is not a valid Mishnah to, to pose a question from. Of course, it's still valid. And my kushya, what is the difficulty here? I could explain away for you. Maybe when we have two, the halachas of different are two. If two of them are the outermost, uh, bristles, or if two of them are the innermost bristles, and therefore the halacha, I can make an easy distinction, says the Gemara. There's no reason to throw out this Gemara. So then the Gemara says, you're right. Ella, it must be mehachad. Really, the challenge of this Mishnah, the reason why Rav and Shmuel, the reason why Rav Yochanan and Rish Lakish, excuse me, rejected this Mishnah and said, Zoina Mishnah is for another reason, third of the way down. Diktani, the Mishnah says above in Kalim, v'chulan shenidu achas achas uh, that if you take one out, if you you take them out one at a time, they're tame. And the Gemara has an implication. Even though you didn't set it into any specific purpose, all you did is you, you did your thing. You just plucked it out. You didn't know what you were using it for. You just plucked it out. Yet the Mishnah says that it's tame. And then Ema Seif, a little bit later in the Mishnah, Kalim, what does it say? Only when you take them out to use it as something to clean the candle or as something to stretch out a fabric, that's when it's tame. What's the implication? So we see an inherent contradiction the ration the seifa between uh, the the use of a single um, a single uh, tooth of the comb so I'm rabbi still umai kosha dil mahaba bekasaihu behalo bekasaihu behalo kasaihu maybe one has a handle and one doesn't have a handle when it has a handle it's a functional clay when it doesn't have a handle okay fine so we could have answered that way I'm papa I could argue another way there's another reason why this why why this isn't a, a real good question umai kosha bedil mahaba katinta habelimta one is very thin and flimsy and habelimta one is very thick and strong so the teeth may just have different qualities to them so Ella says the Gemara you're right. This isn't a very good argument, and um, and really this Mishnah should be valid. So if that's true, what about our challenge to our Gemara from yesterday about Stam Yachar Kach Machlokes? To that, the Gemara says halfway down, Ella, you're right. The people who are the Davkanim, the people who are exceptional in their understanding, in their understanding of Mishnayis, they said that our Mishnah had an error in it. What's the error in our Mishnah? It should say afterwards, Zodivir Shimon. And if, in fact, the Mishnah from Masechus Kalim would say, Zodivir Shimon, what would that then teach us? That would teach us that the Mishnah is not Stam, and it therefore doesn't pose a problem to what we're, we were talking about at all. So let's just summarize the first segment we learned. We thought we had a challenge to our assumptions from yesterday about Stam Acherkach Machlokas, and the Gemara says, no, it's really not a challenge, because the Bryce you're questioning from was not Stam. It was in the name of Rib Shimon. That's a very short summary of the last 30 lines of Gemara. And halfway down, we're going to go back into our sugya about how long a woman has to wait upon the conclusion of a previous marriage. Shalach Rebchia Bar Avin Me'arsen Toch Gimel. One is allowed to get engaged within three, namely during the three months. Bechein Osin Maisa, that's exactly how they paskin in practical terms, meaning there was a time in history where we allowed for women to get engaged during the three-month period of time after they got married, before we hit the 30-day mark to find out if she was Hukra Ubra. said that in the name of what you need is most of the first month, most of the third month, and the full second month. So let's just do the math. Let's assume 16 days in month one, the full 
month two is 46 days, and another 16 days. You're talking about 62-ish days, 61 days, if you're really being scientific, because we know that the that the lunar month is 29 point some odd of point, point 0.5 something. So we, in theory, could say 15 days. But Lamaisa, let's just say after 62 days or so, she could get engaged. That's what the Gemara says. And Amemar was was more lenient than was was more strict than this, but he got called out for it. Amemar He said that on the 90th day, we had been speaking over the last few days in the terminology of after 90 days that you can get married on day 91. He said you can get engaged on day 90. Now this Gemara is going to ask a question on Amemar. It really does apply. The question is also a valid question to the previous Shita, but the person asking the question didn't live when the previous question was asked. What does the Gemara say? Ravashi looks at Amemar and says, hold on one second. That you cannot do it on the 90th day. It's too early. It has to be 91. What do they say? Bo, excluding that day of engagement, you're not allowed to get engaged on day 90 on Maymar. So you can only get engaged on day 91. How can you say that that's the case? Says the Gemara, Hahu. When you see the phrase of Chutz Miyom Shemeispa, Chutz Miyom Shenis Arsa, that's not talking about a case of Tzricha Lahamtin Gimel. You made an error. Hahu Lenyan Meinekes Itzmar. That's talking about a woman who's a Meinekes who's nursing. The Rabu Shmuel Damer Tarvat Tzricha Lahamtin Kav Dalad Chodesh. In regards to a Meinekes, she has to wait. Uh, 24 months to get engaged. That's where the qualification of chutz applies, but it doesn't apply to the case that you thought it applied. Therefore, says Amemar, we can get engaged on day 90. We don't have to wait till day 91. Says the Gemara, that doesn't make sense. There was a person who followed this rule. He actually tried to get engaged on the 90th day and have a suda. He said, you did it on the wrong day. I'm not, I'm not allowing this to take place. You got engaged a day earlier, you're breaking out the halachos of the Mishnahis and Yuvamos. It's not allowed. Says the Gemara, no, that's not what happened. That wasn't a sudas erisin, an engagement party. Rather, hahi sudas nesuin havoi. They mamish cheated. They broke all the rules. We're only talking about erisin in, in the first 90 days. Everyone agrees you're not supposed to get married during the first 90 days. It was this, this was talking about nesuin. So that's how the Gemara deals with all this. How do we paskin Allah So the Gemara says as follows, how do we paskin? Here is how we paskin. In regards to a menekes, she has to wait 24 months. But we count after the day of birth and we do not allow marriage to take place on day 90. So it's basically 92 days from birth in theory, I guess, as the math goes, not the day of birth and not the 90th day, but the 91st day. That is how we pass in regards to a menekes. And and for regular women, they have to wait three months. The rule of chutz applies to both cases, the case of kaftad chodesh by menekes and a case of three months by a regular woman. This is also quoted in Shulchan Aruch, um, and uh, that is uh, basically how we paskin that in, in the God forbids case scenarios where a person is left, uh, where a woman is left without a husband, she has to wait three months until, until they, uh, even until they get engaged. We had said in our Mishnah, on the bottom of Mem Aleph Amud Aleph, that wrapped up to the top of Mem Aleph Amud Beis, we had spoken about a din there. I'll just read it. It says, Rabbi Yossi Omer, Kol HaNoshem Yis Arsu, all women are allowed to get engaged. Rabbi Yossi was the Mekel in our Mishnah. Chutz min ha'almana, except for a woman who's an almana, mipnei ha'evu, because of her Avelis. So let's dig into this sogi a little bit. This will take us until the end of the day. We'll be stopping at the mission on the bottom of Mem Gimel Amad Beis. Let's jump into this sogi. Amar Rav Chizda, hold on one second. There's a Kalva Chomer here. There is one case scenario in Halacha, and Rashi tells us what that is, where it's you're not allowed to do laundry, but it's you're allowed to get engaged. Take a look at Rashi just to our right. Ibrahim Makom. 
um, sorry, that's a little bit, where's that Rashi? Oh, Mutra Le'ares. It's B'makom She'asr Le'chabes. Shabbos Shechal Tes Be'av Le'os Be'socha. So Shavu Shechal, as we refer to it in our parlance. So the week that Tisha B'av starts, it's Asr Le'chabes, but Mutra Le'ares, says Rashi, De'erisin Lav Simchaninu. Wow. Okay, it's not a good thing to say to the bride. We're getting engaged, but don't worry. It's not such a simcha. But Lamaisa works out that during the um, that during the Shavuot Shechalbo, you're not allowed to do laundry, but you are allowed to get engaged. So the Gemara says, if that's true, back in the Gemara, then then in a scenario where it's permissible for one to do kibbutz, where they're allowed to do laundry, all the more so they should be allowed to get engaged. So what does this mean? So this is talking about our case of the woman in Avelis during Shloshim. During Shloshim, a woman is allowed to do laundry. So if she's allowed to do laundry, says the Gemara, if, if in a case when you're not allowed to do laundry because of Avelis of, of Tisha B'Av or the week of Tisha B'Av, you're allowed to get engaged, all the more so here. So how does our Gemara work out? Says the Gemara, Mahi, what are the Mari Makomas that support this idea? That's not 10 lines from the bottom and Gimel Amadal. What does the Mishnah say? Shabbat Shechal Tishabab Besocha, Shavuot Shechal Bofur Tishabab, Asr Lesapar Lechabesh, you're not allowed to get haircuts, you're not allowed to do laundry. Uve Chamishi, in preparation for Shabbos, Mutribne Kavadah Shabbos, you're allowed to be Mesaper, you're allowed to be Mechabes. We don't pass in this way. So nobody does that. Nobody, the, nobody does that in the week, uh, in the week before. Vitanya, we also have a Brisa that says, Kodem Hazman Hazeh. In what the Gemara assumes to be the week prior before Tisha B'av, so the week before Shavuot Shechalbo, Ha'am Nimatin Bi'iskehem, they minimize their work, Milisa Umilitain, from business transactions, Milivnos, from building, building, toy, and planting. Ume Arsen, they can get engaged, Abalo Konsen, but they cannot get fully married. Married. Vein Osen Sudas Erisen, they're not allowed to make a Sudas Erisen. So says the Gemara that we see very clearly from this Brisa that you're allowed to get engaged. So says the Gemara, how then can our Mishnah say in the name of Rabbi Yossi that the Alman is not allowed to get engaged? Answers the Gemara, Kitanya, he kodem to kodem. That wasn't talking about the week prior. That was talking about the week before the week prior. So however the math works out, we're talking about not, not the week of Shavuot Shechalbo, but a week and a half before during that full week. Says the Gemara, Amar Rava, doesn't matter. Even if you want to go back two weeks, I still have a great Kalvachomer for you. The kodem to kodem, even if you want to say that we're talking about two weeks before Tisha B'av, fine. Still, nami kalvachomer. We see that at a time in the week before the week of Tisha B'av, that one is not allowed to be involved in business transactions, yet they're allowed to get engaged. Then makom this woman who's an avelus in our Mishnah, for sure, you know, din aris. Great questions. The Gemara is really pushing hard against Rabiosi in our Mishnah. So much so that the Gemara recommends amending our Mishnah to say as follows. You're right. Lo omer kol hanashem yisarsu. If you look back at the language on the bottom of Mem Aleph Amid I'll quote again. Rabiosi says, kol hanashem yisarsu. They're all allowed to get engaged. What's the change that the Gemara is recommending? Lo that it's kol hanashem yisarsu. Ella, last words on Mem Gimel Amid Aleph. Ela kol hanashem yinasu that they're allowed to get married during this time, except for the woman who's in Avelis. So says the Gemara, top of Mem Gimel Amud Beis, wait one second. What was the chap of waiting three months? We spoke about this yesterday. So says the Gemara, according to the way that you just rewarded Rabiosi, he says you can get married during the three months if you're not, if you're not an Almana. But what about our concerns about being Mavchen Bein Zera Lezera. How can you not be concerned about that? So two answers, Leslie. One answer is that, yeah, he really doesn't hold of this. The Gemara here in the little Aleph there says, Ibai Seima Leslie. So just a little bit of a different language, more of a clearer answer. Really, he does hold that way. The Ema, 
um, and what is going on here, that the Lashon of our Mishnah is different in the following way. Instead of what we have, it should be, Rabbi Yossi Omer, kol arusos grushos yinasu. Any woman who is divorced can get married. So that's already a different ballgame. Um, and uh, that language would, would solve some of our problems. Says But if you say that, and then you look back in our Mishnah, you'll see that if we interpret Rabbi Yossi that way over here, that's the same as Rabbi Huda. And the Gemara says, don't worry. The difference between them is if a woman who was fully married previously is allowed to get engaged during these three months. Rabbi Yossi Savar, Nisua Muteris Le'ares. Rabbi Yossi Savar, Nisua Asur Le'ares. So just a machlokas, a subtle machlokas, Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Huda. So says the Gemara, jumping off on that sugya as a tangent, says the Gemara, wait one second. You're trying to suggest that Rabbi Yossi was of the opinion that a Nisua is Asur Le'ares. The Savar Rabbi Yossi, Nisua, Nisua, that a woman who was married is Asur Le'ares. She's not allowed to get engaged during Shloshim. How can you say it during uh, the three months? How can you say that? No one's allowed to get married during that time. So says the Gemara, what kind, what kind of question is that? Hi, my kusha. That's not even a question. We can easily change the language of our Mishnah, as we did in a previous case, to make it match. Maybe our Mishnah here is also talking about a case of grushos, in which case the whole question falls away. Ella says the Gemara that the question on Rabbi Yossi really is as follows. Rabbi Yossi was of the opinion, as we saw above on the sixth or seventh line, that Nesua is a surah le'ares. Says the Gemara, what's the question? It's from the Seifa. What is the Seifa? Say diktani. The Seifa says, mm-hmm. The diuk from the Mishnah is that you're not allowed to get married, but you are allowed to get engaged. How can you say that an Asua Arusa is not allowed to become an Arusa during these three months? The Mishnah implies that they are. So Amar Rava, one third of the way down, he says, The reason we can get out of this is to say as follows. What is really the language of our mission on Memalaf Amadalaf turning to the top of Memalaf Amadbez? The Gemara says just about halfway down Memalaf Amadbez as follows. We changed the case to Arusos. They were Arusos initially, and then they were Grushos, and then they were divorced. Then Yinasu, they can even get married. This solves the problem of, uh, of Lahavchen that we spoke about on the top of the page, and it solves the problem for Rabiosi, where it seemed to imply that an Asua could not get engaged. And finishing off the Brisa, how long is this Avelos? That a woman who is married should not engage until she has three months cleanly. Period. Then the Gemara asks a side question, one that we've already asked before. So this part of the Gemara will be fast as well. You just said that this case was a woman who was only the Arison. But if a couple only gets betrothed and then the husband dies, she doesn't have to sit Shiva. Why is the Mishnah saying she's an Avelis? B'chi says the Gemara, If his wife is only married to her, is only married to her in as much as they're engaged, but not halachically married. So then, lo onin, when he dies before burial, there's no aninus or vice versa, for her to him, for him to her. He's not allowed to become Tamei for her if he's a Kohen. He, she as well. She's not allowed to become Tamei for him. There's no Aninus. They're not fully married. It's only partial. They're a regular couple, and, and as much as the Ksuba is true, but everything else, they're not a regular couple. So Ella says the Gemara, really Tanoi. Really, there's a Machlokas Tanoi going on over here. Rashi, the first of the long lines of Rashi, 10 lines from the bottom. Rashi says, 
Really, the language of our Mishnah is not talking about marriage. Rashi adds in a lot here because we would never have understood this without him. That really, we're not talking about marriage. We're talking about Yisarsu. We're talking about a case of women who were married, and now they are allowed to get engaged. The difference between uh, the different languages that we presented in the Gemara is a case of Evil. And what did we learn? The Erisin be may avel usser. That to get engaged during the times of Avelus is usser. So that's just a machlokas in the time about how to understand the case of Eresin as it relates to Avelos. That's what the Gemara is going to present here, almost two-thirds of the way down. From the beginning of Rosh Chodesh, Av until Tisha B'Av, so you're not allowed to get married at that time. You're not allowed to get engaged either. The whole month is going to be awesome. Who says that the Arison that we're talking about is even a full marriage? Maybe the Arison we're ta- is, even a, is even a real Arison. Maybe it's only a par- partial Arison. Dilma. Maybe it's only the Suda that's Asr during the times of Tisha But you'd be allowed to get engaged without Without a party, says the Gemara, if what you're saying is that the act of getting engaged is fine as long as there's no Suda, then maybe maybe you can get married without a Suda. Maybe only the wedding party is Asr after Nisun. But to get married, you're allowed as long as there's no party, says the Gemara. What are you even comparing? Nothing makes any sense in this comparison. When a person gets fully married, there's simcha. That's not considered a simcha. So therefore, we still have to explain the distinctions between Tisha B'Av, or the halachos surrounding Tisha B'Av, in our case, of Avelus and our Mishnah. Forget the machlokes tanaim. There is no machlokes tanaim. You can't even ask a question in the first place. You tried to ask me a question from the world of the Shavuot Shechalbo and Tishbo. Says the Gemara, hard stop. You're not allowed to make a comparison. Why not? The distinctions between uh, Tisha B'Av and uh, the week of Tisha B'Av and the Avelis of this person are incomparable. There's no comparison between the two of them at all, and therefore you can't even ask your question. So this actually summarizes the whole second half of the Gemara. For the first half of the Gemara, we already spoke about the rest of the Gemara today was asking the following question. Hey, wait one second. How are you saying in our mission about Avelis? What about Tisha B'Av? Says the Gemara in conclusion, you cannot compare what's happening with one person who lost a family member to the world and halachos of Tisha B'Av. No, no questions to be asked and our Mishnah can stand on its own two feet with the language that we started with. We'll stop right here and we will pick up tomorrow with the Mishnah on the bottom of bottom of Mem Gimel Bays with a fresh Mishnah and wishing you all a beautiful night.